0: Every snap is an interview After the snap What a snap And hey, keep your mouth shut, 50 I lead by example With
1: Blake and Reed Ferguson Discussing life in, out, and after football To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a
0: championship uh, It couldn't be any better
2: Yeah! Well, you can take this ball out the real south on a bunch. you can't take the real south out of my voice And now here we go again Twist a little bit deep Cause you got thick skin
0: Reed, have you ever been to Home Goods?
2: <laughs> I have. I, there, I'm, are, there are a handful of things in my house that are from Home Goods.
0: Okay. There's I, I have a very strategic place I'm going with this. Okay. Are all of your home goods experiences positive experiences?
2: I will say yes, except for the one item that I did have to return because it was scuffed. Okay. Did see it till I got home, so I had to return it, but overall positive yes.
0: Well, I would have said the same thing up until today. I made it home from Atlanta yesterday. I went to Home Goods today, was going to spruce up the house a little bit, pick up some art.
2: Very HGTV
0: of you. Yes, very DIY. I picked up three pieces and I get home. Actually, I didn't get home. I am in line. I sat in line for 26 minutes. 26 minutes at HomeGoods. I, I sat in line longer than I shopped at HomeGoods. So that's number one. Number two, I get home and I'm pulling the stickers off of my pieces of art. And I find that two of the three pieces that I've purchased have – so it's a, it's a glass fr- – it's a frame with glass covering the actual artwork – They've put the price tag sticker on the glass and their stickers are like the worst stickers on the planet. Yes. And I tried to pull them off and they just start breaking apart and like leaving this funky residue all over the glass. So I'm ticked off. I'm getting, I'm getting like the Windex out and like, there is a, I was about to say start.
2: there is a remedy for that. There's a home remedy. I feel like mom, there shouldn't be, there shouldn't have to be a remedy. Shouldn't have to be. I agree. Shouldn't have to be. So that's where
0: Shouldn't I'm at to today. I'm juiced up, on it. rock and roll for episode 12. You're on it. Welcome to our listeners. I'm Blake Ferguson. I'm here with my brother, Reed Ferguson. <laughs> we are your co-hosts, and no, we do not always talk about home goods to start our shows.
2: What? Uh, so you, you mentioned that you made it back down to Miami yesterday. Any interesting... Tidbits from the trip. I know you you brought Jazzy back with you, your your lovely pup.
0: So we drove down yesterday, and it was that's a good. That's a good. It's a good nine, drive It's supposed to be nine hours from the jump. We made it in about ten, 10 and some change. We made pretty good time considering we made a couple stops. So, uh, but I would say the highlight of the trip was probably. Picking up some craft brewski's from our new favorite craft beer shop in Smyrna Market Village. You picked up some, I picked up some on separate occasions, and I'm interested to see if we picked up any of the same beer because I think I like to think that we have similar taste in beer, but I'm not positive.
2: Yeah, I I picked some up on my way out of town. I did. I took a road trip uh, myself uh, north. You went south. I went north from Atlanta. Mine's a little longer, uh, so I I like to split it up. Stay halfway in Cincinnati. Uh, It's it's good. It's a good easy stop for me. But Cincinnati, Uh, yeah, Cincinnati.
0: Skyline Chili. (laughs)
2: Our our lovely listener, Uncle one of our one of our uh, awesome uncles, uh, Uncle Scott. He.
0: he sent us some some chili. He sent us some skyline chili. That's definitely uh, we the thought it was. We thought received. it was from
2: a now passed away family member, which was just kind of weird. But yeah. So anyway, uh, long story short, we got some skyline chili. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have skyline chili, but I did uh, the second get half,
0: I, second <laughs> half of your road trip. Probably thanked you for that.
2: Yes. No. Yeah. It would have been a rough. <laughs> it would have been a rough second day, but. Yes. I think Chris, have you made that trip in one day? Atlanta to Buffalo? Yeah, all it's about the time. 13, 13, 13 and a half hours driving. 13, it's six and a half. Since he's halfway, it's six and a half. So it's 13. How slow are you driving if it takes you 13 hours? I was going with the flow of traffic. I don't, I'm, I, I've gotten one too many speeding tickets when I was in college. So my dad I, turns
1: 70 this year. And he just drove up here with my mom, straight shot up to Buffalo, and then straight shot back to Atlanta. They're not stopping in Cincinnati.
2: Currently, well, I, okay, Currently that's
1: right. on
0: Google Maps, and yes, we are recording this at exactly 5 p.m. during the height of traffic. Currently, it says it's 13 hours and 49 minutes from
2: Atlanta to Buffalo. There you go, Chris. So cut an hour of that off traffic. You're at 13
1: hours no without stops my best is uh like 12 hours and 15 minutes of driving straight uh, yeah you drive straight through straight through but you have to leave buffalo depending on on where you're coming from so the last time i drove from buffalo down to atlanta i left it i think 2 30 in the morning so like when i psychopath. was hitting, yeah like so i'm hitting cleveland columbus cincinnati at off high time traffic so I'm not in any of that traffic. So he's a psychopath, then,
0: but also a genius. Yeah,
1: right. and then once you get to Tennessee, where everybody wants to drive 15 miles an hour below the speed limit, you know, when you get through some of those hills, it's a it's tough because at, when you drive from Buffalo to Atlanta, when you get probably to Southern Ohio, that's where the uh, driver logic of if you're in the left lane, oh, this person's going faster than me, I'll get over. At that point, it just goes out. You got to go around it me. Away, yeah, everybody yeah. likes like just stay in the left? Yeah, lane it's it's. I I can ridiculous. I can definitely
2: vouch for that. But um, yeah. So I stayed in Cincy halfway. I stayed in Cincy on uh, Monday night after uh, Blake so wonderfully helped me pack up my house to move. We're moving our little off season home base to Houston. So I left Monday. Got got to Cincy on Monday. What got? I made sure to time it up just right. Home Run Derby started – it said it started at 8, but it it started at like 8.20. Uh, So I I made sure to to get to the hotel before uh, the Home Run Derby started. wanted to be settled and and with my dinner and everything in the hotel room. And like 30 minutes in – actually, it it was was around 9 o'clock. And here comes Otani and Soto – the best matchup of the night was in was in the first round, second round, first round. It was first round.
0: Oh, Tony and didn't make it out of the first
2: round. That's right. First round, they go extra swings, extra overtime, everything, and in the middle of the matchup, storm cloud out of nowhere, bang, cable gone, internet out. So I miss. I missed. I was. I was not happy. Missed half the half of the best matchup of the night, but I got it eventually worked out, turned on my phone and stuff, so I saw the tail end, but that leads me into uh, what we're going to talk about going, going on, but the, the Home Run Derby All-Star Game just finished. All-Star Game was last night. Did you get a chance to watch?
0: I did, and I, I actually ended up turning it off early just because I wanted to be in bed at a reasonable hour after traveling all day, but I did get to watch Otani get the start, and i also got to watch Vladdy junior hit a tank that was pretty,
2: 468
0: that was pretty swag i mean
2: that's that's home run derby I
0: distance mean, just
2: rip 4 it. Set 468 man that's that is that's a that's a tank job but home
0: run derby was we'll start there that was a that was a sight that was absolutely electric Yeah, some absolute bombs being hit in in Mile High City.
2: Yeah, and I I I was really curious uh, the the amount of of homers that were going to go over five hundred. There was there was plenty. Honestly, I think there was. Was five
0: twenty the farthest?
2: Five twenty, I think. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, there was there was a handful of over five hundred, which I think is is one of the most impressive things you can do in the game, but. Uh, One thing I thought was very cool about the Home Run Derby just in general was uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Trey Mancini. uh, He plays for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Very good player, solid guy for them. Kind of one of their core dudes, even though they're not real good. Uh, But he had cancer last year. So in the shortened season, the 60-game COVID season, he actually sat out, was getting treatment, and recovered uh, coming into this season. I think it's just pretty impressive that he was he was able to make it all the way to the final against uh, against Polar Bear Pete Alonzo, who nobody's touching him in the Home Run Derby, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I know I know the Trey Mancini thing got some coverage, but to be able to show the world—I mean, you 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 kind of partake in this perspective a little bit with uh, type one diabetes, right? Showing that having a, a, an illness or coming from an illness or having living with something doesn't necessarily have to bring you down at all. So, so for for Trey to to, to make the final and and really kind of show off at the home run derby was was pretty cool to me. I think it I think it should have gotten more coverage. But. I
0: agree. I agree, and I do think that that was really really cool. Big time respect to Trey for. Uh, you know, participating, not only participating, but just absolutely smashing balls because, I mean, obviously Pete Alonzo put on a, put on a show, but Trey was out there hitting, hitting some, some pretty sweet tanks as well. Question. Okay. Question for sure. the Home Run Derby of the batters, not in the Home Run Derby, who do you think you want you would have liked to have seen in it that did not participate. Uh,
2: I think the easy answer for me is Judge or Stanton. Okay. I think that's just a, that's a that's kind yeah. of a gimme. Yeah, there's a couple guys that I would say probably you know easily could have been in it. I mean Tatis, I mean, he's got the third most in the league. He didn't do it. Well, Acuna obviously would would have been awesome to see, but he got hurt. And then I don't know, I mean they had, they kind of had all the all the top guys. I mean Gallo, I thought he would have kind of put on a better show. Can uh, I give but, you one? but yeah, I think Judge and Stanton are probably just the easy answers for me. I think
0: the person that I would have liked to have seen in the Home Run Derby most is our buddy out of Cincinnati, speaking of Nick Castellanos. Oh, yeah. And I just found out after Google searching Nick Castellanos, he's from Davie, Florida, where I currently reside. Local. A high school alum of American Heritage in Plantation, sort of renowned for their uh, putting out high-class athletes across all sports. But I think he would have been my favorite to see In the home run derby because I know he hits bombs. I know I followed the like bot Twitter account that shows all of the videos of the home runs that are hit each night. And it seems like he's on there like every other day.
2: Yeah. And he's he's got a pretty swing too.
0: And he's obviously the sort of joke behind the whole high deep drive in the middle of the apology. Yeah.
2: I think he's done it twice. I mean, he's done it twice. Yeah. Right, he did it yeah. when the announcer was talking and and screwing up and then he And
0: then when they were like memorializing uh, we
2: yeah. The, <laughs> the <death laughs> and not yeah. to not to make not, light, not to make light of,
0: you know, somebody passing away, but he just it was it's terrible testing, timing and now he's now he's known for ruining like these super moments. important like moments where these commentators are Saying things that are very valuable and very important, and he just is out here hitting bombs when he
2: wants to. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Last thing I'll say about the All-Star game, I, I kind of have two, two thoughts. Uh, I think it's really cool, uh, you know, kind of as as the game was getting closer, I think it's pretty cool to see guys from smaller market teams make it as replacements. Uh, Cedric Mullins comes to mind, Baltimore guy who has really been, I mean, look at his numbers. He's really been one of the best outfielders in the American league this year. And he's just not a household name because the Orioles are terrible. Uh, And then a guy named Kittredge uh, for the Rays, you know, Tampa in baseball is considered a small market, even though they made it all the way to the world series. But uh, he's been a really good relief pitcher for them this year. So just some – just I mean, that's two two guys that I thought of. But I think it's pretty cool to see those smaller guys get a chance in the game because not everybody gets always gets a chance to play. But secondly, Major League Baseball is the only sport that does this. But having the – or I guess basketball does too. Having the all-star game in the middle of the season.
0: I was thinking about that earlier today. And they don't – all Star Break is All Star I mean, Break. They get right. Kind they of don't like a midseason break. Yeah,
2: right. They. I don't really know because it, because it, it's a midsummer classic. It's awesome. Home Run Derby is awesome. Like the players need it. Uh, the whole 162 game season. Like you need a four or five day break in the middle of the season. I get it. To be like you could you could a guy could have an okay first half right, and then really kill it. In the second half of the season, okay, you may not have been an all-star, but at the end of the year, you were top five in ERA or top five in RBIs and homers. Like guys can blow it out of the water, and they don't really get the same credit as a guy that had a really good three months or two and a half months, right? With that may have more name recognition. So, as far that's that's kind of one thing I have never really understood. Um, because, because all-star, I mean, you, you know, getting pro bowl and stuff that makes a difference in contract situations. So when guys are, you know, if you snuck your way into uh, one, maybe two all-star games and your contracts coming up, you know, you're going to get paid more than a guy who was probably same production or near same production as you that maybe didn't have a couple good first halves, but finished strong as the summer went along and you have the same numbers but you have the all-star nod he doesn't so you're gonna get paid more I just think that's interesting
0: yeah that is an interesting take and it's probably a lot deeper than most people even look at it because most people are like oh yeah you know it's in the middle of the season and it gives the players a good break but there's there's obviously more to the story there
1: I had a question what do you guys what's the best specialty event when it comes to Any leagues All Star weekend, like the Home Run Derby, three point contest, dunk contest. I mean, the NBA's got the Skills Challenge. I think still, or they did, they used to.
2: Uh, I know, you know, football used to do like the the throwing stuff, the skills challenge, kind of the quarterback skills challenge. I always used to love watching that growing up. I don't know. I mean, I I think the I would say it used to be the best one is Home Run Derby. I would say that gets the most eyes it used to be the dunk contest. Yeah.
0: Like back when, you know, you had Vince Carter and those guys doing it. Now it's the home run derby, but
2: there's always so many dunks you can do.
0: Yeah. And I think they've, they've changed the rules of the dunk contest now to where it's like, there's like, I don't know. I don't know what they've done, but I haven't watched it in a while. And I, I think a lot of people would say the same thing. And I will continue to turn on the Home Run Derby every year, no matter what rules they change about it, because people are still hitting bombs. The only thing missing is Chris Berman with the back, back, back call. I would say the Home Run Derby. Producer Chris, what do you think?
1: I'd probably go Home Run Derby too. One thing I'd like to see is like a pact between some of the players for maybe next year. I would love to see Tatis, Stanton, Judge, Guerrero Jr., Pete Alonso, all of the stars, just like the best power hitters yeah. in baseball in the eight man tournament for the Home Run Derby. That would be just nice to see. Yeah, like I like agree. the top eight.
2: Take the top eight at current at the All Star break and put those guys into the into the playoff because what the way they did it now, it's kind of spread out a little bit. But I well, mean, that's
0: something that that's something that turned off a lot of people to the dunk contest is that you didn't have. The superstars that were making these awesome plays in games, you, you know, you didn't have LeBron James participating in the dunk contest, and he was he was the the hand behind the head dunk that everybody was mimicking anyway. So, I think that that was what turned off a lot of people to the to the dunk contest was that you had guys that people had never really heard of. But I don't know. I feel like it's just different with the home run derby because. There's still a good mixture of guys that are really, really good participating, even though it's not Judge, JD Martinez, you know, Stanton, Vladdy Jr. every single year. In other news from the weekend, we had a humongous UFC event. And usually I don't follow UFC very closely, but I've always thought that. Conor McGregor was a spectacle to watch and to see kind of where he started with like braids McGregor, like with just like this dude who's out to prove himself from the very beginning.
2: He's got a great story. To
0: kind of where he is now, just almost more from an entertainment perspective. But there was a huge, um, huge weekend with the UFC it started off personally for me because I, I did you watch it I, I watched it I don't
2: I didn't but, uh, no it was it was those those main cards start so late I think yeah. I was I oh I had to I had to uh, take Erica to the airport that next morning uh, so I couldn't yes. stay up late.
0: Well so I watched it and it started off with Greg Hardy who you might remember. From no the way Panthers. From, uh, he
2: played Dallas Panthers or, in or Dallas. Yeah,
0: and then he got in some he got in some legal trouble, and now he's fighting in the UFC. <laughs> he got knocked out by Tai Tuivasa, who is known for drinking beer out of shoes at his events. After that's he, what I'm talking. Talk about wins. a
2: relatable fighter.
0: After he wins, he's he's this heavy set guy who. Um, is just, he's got like love handles and he just, just like hits really hard because it's obviously a heavyweight matchup. He knocked out the quote unquote Prince of War, Greg Hardy. That was the first one and it was, it was a pretty impressive knockout. I mean, he was, he was like stone, just stiff, falling to the ground. Followed by then Conor McGregor fighting Dustin Poirier for the third time, which, I had I had seen the second time that they fought. I didn't see the first time, so I've seen I saw Dustin, you know, win the second match matchup, uh, and then this this matchup ended with a pretty brutal injury, with Conor breaking his leg. But it's interesting because McGregor hasn't he hasn't won in a while.
2: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't won. I what uh, since maybe two 2000- thousand. 15 I don't know. 24. I mean, it's been five or six years, I believe, but the the one thing I, ha- I I since I didn't watch it the fight, the one thing I thought just was funny about the whole deal uh after it was over and just kind of the way the way it ended was I think McGregor had a quote going into the fight that
0: he literally said he was going to murder Dustin Poirier. That
2: Poirier, po- Poirier Poirier
0: Poirier. I think it's Poirier, Poirier
2: was going to leave on a stretcher.
0: Yeah. Like he literally, and
2: McGregor actually actually. ended up leaving on a stretcher. I mean, talk about karma, right? Or whatever you know, speaking things into existence. But that 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 was kind of the only the only take I had on on the fight. It's kind of I mean, obviously, if I paid money to watch that, I would be super not happy because what is after one round or, or was it
0: the end of the first round? There was like three Into the first up.
2: round. They called it CKO. So yeah, yeah that's brutal. Yeah. But
0: anyway, we will, fi- we will finish <laughs> that topic just because of the brutality of the injury.
2: Uh, one funny thing that I saw, man, I think yesterday or a couple of days ago, I just, I, I, I want to get your input because Big Ben is apparently going on a diet that is stricter than Tom Brady. I think was the quote that I saw stricter than Brady's. And all all I really have to say about that is that I hope when I'm 39 years old and I want to go on a diet, that it gets some publicity.
0: Roethlisberger is quote tired of the blame that he gets for Pittsburgh's shortcomings and the reputation he has among league circles as an out-of-shape athlete. He's doing a lot this offseason to prepare for the Steelers' season. Number one, cutting his own salary to make cap room. And then number two, going on a diet, quote, stricter than Tom Brady's. Now, I don't know what Tom Brady you He should eats.
2: just become a snapper.
0: People don't make fun of the snappers the way that they look. Or they just assume that snappers just look like that. Yeah. I think that that was interesting. He's 30. He's 39. So, I mean, his metabolism isn't getting faster. It's, um, what, what goes into Tom Brady's diet? Do we know?
2: All I know is that he eats avocado ice cream.
0: Let's take a look. Men's health did a, an article on Tom Brady's diet and says what he eats in a day. Berry and banana smoothies pre-workout, avocado and eggs for breakfast, salad with nuts and fish for lunch, hummus, guacamole, or mixed nuts for snack in the afternoon, and roasted vegetables and chicken for dinner. I wouldn't say, I mean, that's a strict diet. It also says he's not afraid of cheat meals. If I'm craving bacon, I have a piece. Same with pizza. You should never restrict what you really want. So is his meal plan any different from anybody else in the NFL? I mean
2: – I think that I, that – For I the eat, purpose of the magazine, I, I think it's very
0: roast topical. I eat chicken yeah. and roast vegetables, but I also have a pizza from time to time.
2: I'm also not afraid of a cheat meal, so.
0: I like bacon too. and so I, I like
2: bacon as well.
0: I – I, I don't know that I've ever in my life turned down bacon because I said, "Man, I really shouldn't eat that."
2: No, yeah. never, and I will never. Anyway, uh, moving on uh, to our la- our last deal here. I, would, I just wanted to um, kind of introduce. You know, we've got training camp coming up. Let's go uh, in a couple of weeks, or I think I think today it, we're less than two weeks away. We're recording on Wednesday. We're thirteen. days. Uh, July fourteenth. Yep, thirteen days away. But I just wanted to give a quick intro. Uh, something we will be doing uh, as our first uh, season record in season recording, uh, but we will be in. Uh, we wanted to introduce the after the snap snap of the week award.
0: Let's go! So this is
2: something we talked about a while back, but uh, we, we we just want to recognize as a long snapping pod. We want to recognize every week uh, the long snapper with the most clutch. Or most impressive coverage play, uh, anything related to snapping that's impressive or super clutch, uh, game-winning field goals, sixty-yard sprint after a snap and you make a big tackle, uh, whatever that is. We you know I I every every Monday and Tuesday I sit there and, and watch a lot of the punt film from the week across the league, uh, field goals across the league, so. Uh, I'll be putting my eyes on a lot of the snaps across the league. I know Blake will too, Uh, but for any snappers out there listening uh, in college as well, this is not just uh, related to NFL guys, but uh, for for any snaps that you feel are worthy of recognition, please send them our way and tag after the snap pod. We would love to see them and love to give guys some recognition uh, that you think they deserve. Also after the snap, snap of the week award uh, will be coming up uh, week one.
0: Also of note, we will be shifting our release days in the fall to Wednesdays because Tuesdays are our current off days. And so we will record for y'all on Tuesday and then we will release the following day on Wednesday. Lot, uh, assuming that that producer Chris is is totally cool with that which sounds like he is
1: yeah we can make that we can make that work I mean I do do I have another podcast that I do on Tuesdays during oh, the season but well, I'm sure we can find time we made the announcement
0: we made the announcement and we're planning on asking for forgiveness before we ask for permission It's been we started, can find it's been time. on.
2: the air. <clears throat> You and Drew watch a lot of football. What Do you think that Drew would be willing to give some input on our Snap of the Week award? Oh, he'll break it down. He Drew will how be able mu- to break how it much down. I'm afraid to ask how many punt snaps that, that Drew will, will send me during the week of games he's watching.
0: You're opening a can of worms here, Reed.
2: Uh, well, I'll never forget what, one quick story before we, uh, before we end here, but... Uh, my rookie year uh, when I was up there in 2016, uh, I, I when I was on the practice squad, I obviously wouldn't travel, and so I'd go and watch uh, the the weekend the uh, the NFL games on Sunday or whatever uh, over at Drew's house with Chris and Drew and a couple of their buddies, and we would and, and it was so fascinating for them to have a guy at my position there because it's not – fourth down is like the, oh, let's go to the bathroom or the, you know, let's go to the concession stand. You're right. You're not paying attention it's time to the for putt another beer. team. Like, nobody pays tickets to watch the <laughs> putt team, right, except for mom and dad, right? So, uh anyway, it was interesting for them to kind of get a perspective and kind of ask some questions on what to look for. Uh, you know, like, oh, I, you know, I would have never – Ever thought about that? So I know Drew, pay, pay, over the past five and a half years since I've been in Buffalo, I think I know he pays a little closer attention to fourth downs now. So I'll be interested to get his opinion.
1: Yeah, I remember the, the there's a month that was, it might have been the first game that we watched with you. It was Monday night against Seattle. And yeah, it was the first, uh, that was the
2: first uh, game that I was signed back. That mid that week nine maybe week eight Monday the 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 Bills were playing Monday night in Seattle.
1: Yeah, I specifically remember a punt in that game that went directly down the field and then was returned maybe like thirty to thirty five yards. And Drew was having one of his meltdowns while that happened, and then uh, you asked him to rewind the play and you pointed out that Sanborn missed his spot on the snap and I don't even, I think Colton was our punter. I can't remember who the punter was, but then they had to turn their body and then they were punting down the middle of the field. And you had to calmly explain that to drew while he's in the middle of a rage. Yep. All that,
2: all that makes a difference. And then I think we also had a block Jerry Hughes blocked a punt in that game. And I, I kind of pointed out that the, uh, the guy that was snapping for the Seahawks at the time, you know, some kind of some stuff about, about the way he was, uh, snapping and blocking. So, uh, felt like it was going to give it away. And, and Jerry got up the middle with a nice swim move and blocked it almost, and we almost scored. So uh, I think, I think Drew's, Drew's going to be locked in, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited for the, uh, for the snap of the week award. And we will be releasing on Wednesdays in season.
0: Thank you to all of our consistent listeners for tuning in. We are having so much fun doing this. We're growing. We are growing. Numbers are going up and we would really appreciate it. If you would subscribe to our pod as well as give us a good rating, that means a lot. And you can also follow us on social media. We are on there at after the snap pod on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to start doing, um, when we are doing beer reviews, we will post those to our Instagram and to our Twitter accounts, Uh, But we're also going to start a blog where we document each beer that we try so that you guys can go back and find it if you want to try it. So um, we will start that up very soon. Check on our social media uh, accounts for that as well. So um, this has been After the Snap Pod, tales from two brothers who live life upside down.